Welcome to the world of the multi-passionate mind. You already know what a wonderfully weird and extraordinary place this is to live. Now imagine that you can easily decide where to aim your focus and trust yourself enough to finish what you start. Maybe you want to build a business that encompasses everything you love under one umbrella. Or maybe you just want the time freedom to finally start crossing things off your bucket list. I'm your personal hype woman, Jenny O'Connor, and I'm going to show you how to do it all like a boss. If you're an ambitious creative who's ready to make an impact, hit that subscribe button because we are the multi-passionate community that is going to change the world. Do you long to intentionally craft a way of life that aligns with who you are? Do you find that especially hard as a multi-passionate because you don't see yourself in the models society has given us? Don't worry. I made you something to fix that. Lifestyle design for multi-passionates is the guidebook I wish I'd had from the beginning. Answer a few questions about your deepest struggles and get focusing hacks, time management strategies, job suggestions, and confidence-enhancing tools specific to who you are. Plus, learn to steal back 24 hours a month. No big deal. That's just a whole extra day to do more sparkly things. Go and grab your free copy today at jennyoconnor.com forward slash good life. Hey, boss fam. Thanks for tuning in. You're about to listen to one of the OG episodes from back when this podcast was called The Everything Enthusiast, and I identified as a creativity and mindset coach for multi-passionates. I tell you this because I may use the term everything enthusiast a lot and say some other stuff about my offers and motivations that might be different from my new identity. But you get me. Reinventing ourselves is what we multi-passionates do best. So thanks for being here and enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, Jenny here, and welcome to episode 51 of the podcast formerly known as The Everything Enthusiast, and soon to be known by a shiny new name. Next week I'll be unveiling her, so stay tuned for that. And never fear, because you will still get the same great content and the same fascinating guest interviews, I'm just making it easier for other multi-passionate creators like you to find it. And I'm including more goodness about how to design a lifestyle and especially a business around your many passions. Today is another 10 minute tip where I cut straight through the BS to the heart of how you can make money from your artistic endeavors. So I was on a coaching call the other day and we were listening to one of the members talk about how she didn't want to do a podcast anymore. And she had all of these justifications. She had started it with the best of intentions, of course, but now she had all these family and life things going on and it had just become a real emotional drain for her. And it was time consuming in a way that didn't feel good anymore. And what was so interesting to me was that it was abundantly clear to everybody else who was listening that she just needed to stop doing it. She didn't need to justify why she just needed to stop, but it was obviously an epic struggle for her. So I decided to dedicate today's episode to why quitting is okay. And something we as multi-passionates should get used to doing and should normalize and should pull the trigger on more quickly, as well as some tips for how to know when enough is enough. 
I think most multi-passionate creatives have a fear deep down inside that all we are is quitters because we have spent so much of our life chasing after shiny objects, then getting distracted and running after the next shiny object and probably not finishing that much of what we've started. We love to learn. So a lot of us are course junkies and I'd be willing to bet that most of those courses are about two thirds of the way complete and have been for a decade. So it becomes a story that runs in the background of our subconscious minds that we are quitters. And then whatever feelings go along with the identity of being a quitter live there too. Like we have no stamina. We have no grit. We'll never amount to anything. We have no legacy to leave behind. We have nothing to show for our lives. It becomes a lens through which we look at every project that we are currently engaged in and a thing we strive to resist at all costs, even if it means sacrificing our happiness. The reason I believe there is such a stigma attached to changing our minds is because our parents' generation got the message that teaching us to have grit and not be quitters was of utmost importance. And it's not a bad message. Unless you consider that theirs is the same generation that believed that the phrase was a jack of all trades is a master of none period on the end of the sentence and sent the youth they were raising the message that the only path to success was to choose one thing and do it forever. That's what so many of them did because quitting wasn't an option. I recently read a statistic. I think it came from Reed Hoffman's The Startup of You that said the average person changes jobs five or six times in their lifetime. But that is definitely the zeitgeist of our generation, not our parents' generation. So if you wondered where the stigma of changing your mind came from, now you know. And real quick, let's quit calling it quitting. So that we can all stop flinching every time I say that word and let's call it what it actually is, which is pivoting. No one is admonishing you to give up, to surrender, womp, womp. Pivoting, on the other hand, is a skill that the most successful entrepreneurs have down to an art. It's not shameful. It's necessary. The reality is we can't know if we like a thing until we've tried it. Some people might argue that childhood is the time to try things and eventually we must all grow up. But I seem to recall choosing extracurricular activities that required all kinds of accoutrement, like dance shoes and shin guards and team uniforms, and not having much of a say about deciding I wasn't into those activities anymore back then. Why? Because shin guards don't grow on trees. They cost money. And parents want to teach their children that things that cost money require commitment. And here is where the sunk cost fallacy comes in. The sunk cost fallacy is the phenomenon where a person is reluctant to abandon a course of action because they have invested heavily in it, even when it is clear that abandonment would be more beneficial. I honestly wish someone would start a website for the trade or cheap sale of hockey equipment or lightly used art supplies or food photography props because I'm squirrel brain and I don't need another project. But wouldn't that be great? Because it would remove the guilt that we have around abandoning ship. It would remove the pressure parents put on their kids to not give up on a thing they said they wanted to do during the very time in our lives when it is supposedly most acceptable to experiment and try to figure out who we are. Now, here's the thing. 
I don't agree our kids should quit because they lose one soccer game or because the girls in ballet class are snooty, which is why we're going to discuss a list of criteria to consider when you're trying to decide for yourself if you've had enough. I often laugh at the concept of balance, but this is one instance where the sweet spot really is somewhere close to the middle of the road. But I can say that the answer to when is abandonment more beneficial is whenever continuing a thing makes you truly unhappy. I am a huge proponent of doing what lights you up. Life is short and you are at your best when you are engaged in your passion. You're more fun to be around. You practice more gratitude. You vibrate at a higher frequency. The world does not benefit from you staying stuck. So keep that in mind as you ask yourself the following questions. Hell, if you can answer the question, does continuing to do this fill me with dread? You really don't even need to ask yourself the following questions. But if you need some help deciding, or if you're feeling especially guilty about the opportunity costs you've already laid out, or if you just want to prove to yourself that you are in fact making a smart decision, consider the following. Did you experience the full spectrum of being or doing this thing? Did you commit long enough to see results? Did you experience at least a few highs as well as lows, successes as well as failures? Or might you just be reacting to having had a string of bad luck that a bit more effort might allow you to overcome? What do you really want? Is there any part of continuing down this path that can help you better yet fast track you to getting there? If so, maybe pushing through for a little longer is the right move. Can you say you gave it the old college try? You know, when you really sit with this question, whether or not you did, did you do it for long enough that you could put this experience on your resume with confidence and therefore give yourself a no regrets perspective on the time you spent on it? Do you have more to learn that could help you do this thing better? Can you view it as an opportunity to expand your skill set, making you even more dynamic and marketable down the line? Does the thought of learning more rekindle your excitement at all? If you doubt your staying power as you look over your body of work throughout your life, you do need to start doing something that will enforce a consistent rhythm for yourself. Creators need structure and consistency. So publishing a podcast episode or blog post or a newsletter, or even a certain number of TikTok videos a week and sticking to that is going to force you into the practice that you need to get better to get good enough to a point where people are really paying attention and can actually be impacted by your work in a meaningful way. But if you truly hate the project you're currently doing and still need to develop some self-trust around this issue, pick something else and then start creating it once a week, every week, and do it for six months or a year to prove to yourself that the discipline is there when the medium is something you actually care about. Because rest assured, the discipline of consistency is the only way we can ever make the impact we desire. So let's talk fancy, expensive equipment and supplies for a second. Maybe, like me, you thought you wanted to be a food blogger and then realized that in order to do that, you also had to be a food photographer. And that, of course, required computer software and a good camera and studio lights and all kinds of servingware and props. And then one day you realized that you were utterly fucking terrible at food photography and you gave it up. Now, let me tell you, that felt like one hell of a waste. But if you are a cyclical everything enthusiast, and I devoted all of episode 19 to lifestyle design for this particular type of multi-passionate, so check that episode out if you aren't sure, 
It basically means you return to the same interests time and time again in a cyclical pattern. And if this describes you, there's a very good chance that you will return to this interest somewhere down the line. That is exactly what has happened to me with the food photography. I am finding that all of a sudden I am fascinated, captivated with dark, edgy, witchy aesthetics and incorporating ingredients into my cooking for their metaphysical properties and throwing those up on my other Instagram profile, which incidentally is at she also does magic, magic with a K in case you want to check that out. But that interest and all that equipment has laid dormant for about four years. And the whole time I kept saying to myself, I really should sell all this stuff. And now I'm super grateful that I was just too lazy to do it. So if this type of ebbing and flowing of the same interests over and over describes you, you maybe don't have to sweat the initial investments you lay out when you start something new. Bide your time and you just might be grateful to have all that stuff a few years down the line. On the other hand, if you're the opposite and when you're done with an interest, you're done. We live in an era of eBay and Facebook marketplace and electronics resellers. And you do in fact have a lot of options for recouping some of your upfront costs. And I suspect that selling yourself will make you feel a whole lot more chill about walking away from a project. Alternatively, maybe you have a teenager or a local school who would appreciate your lightly used art supplies. Regift them to someone who won't mind that the package has already been opened. No matter what you do, any of it is a better option than continuing doing a thing you don't have any love for anymore. So if you want the downloadable checklist of these questions so that you can take them all into account the next time you're struggling with an existential crisis about a project that you're engaged in, head over to jennyoconnor.com forward slash quit and grab that for free. And if you need support finishing what you start, have I got a treat for you. I am opening the door for the Achievers Academy on April 1st, and it is a monthly membership where you can work alongside other multi-passionates to make real progress on your most audacious goals. We will hold each other accountable with weekly check-ins and co-working sessions, monthly live trainings on productivity and time management strategies, hot seat coaching, meet and greets, talent swaps, and prizes for the folks who make the most progress in a quarter. It costs basically what a Netflix membership costs. And we all have one of those. So how about one of those that actually turns you into a prolific fucking creator to learn more and jump on the wait list, head over to jennyoconnor.com forward slash achievers. And thank you as always for joining me today. If you found this content valuable enough to warrant a tip, you can show your appreciation by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jenny O'Connor, or I would be over the moon if you would rate and review the show so other multi-passionates like you can find it. Until next time, remember, it always seems impossible until it's done. So let's do the thing together. I love you. Bye now.